Welcome to English with Elsa. I'm Elsa Dabaidze, English teacher of 12 years, British accent coach and your host of English with Elsa. I'll be having guests from all over the UK from all walks of life so you have a chance to listen, practice and just enjoy. Hi Ed, welcome to the podcast. This is our mini-series about different accents and British English. Hi Elsa, uh, it's really nice to meet you. I'm looking forward to being on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming over. We are actually in Melbourne today, but uh, Ed, you are effectively from this part of the UK where Brits speak with a pretty distinctive accent, which is West Country accent. How come you have this standard, more like Southern British English pronunciation? So, uh, yeah, so I'm from uh, Gloucestershire in the UK and uh, typically... Accents can vary, uh, usually depending on sort of factors like um, whether you're, you were born there, uh, where your parents are right. from. For example, my parents aren't from Gloucestershire, um, whereas I have friends who are and their accents will sound different to mine. Uh, so it's just slight twang. Uh, so you'll, yeah. you'll find... Uh, specific words such as like bath or grass which I pronounce the A with like a, a longer A so it's like grass or bath whereas I've got uh, friends who pronounce it uh, grass or bath which um, it's just slight words like that which um, and sort of R's like specific letters such as R's um, you'll definitely notice the difference between. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. a very interesting point uh, to talk about. Does it actually, like, does it change from background to background? Uh, what was your education? How did it all, like, come together, your accent? So, um, I mean, I've got, uh, I speak, my accent is um, similar, to, well, pretty much the same as my parents' accent. So I'm guessing that's one of the main factors is uh, who mainly teaches you how to talk, which is your parents. Sure, I agree, uh, yeah. Yeah, so but uh, I also went to a comprehensive school um, in Sirencester, just uh, 15 minutes away from where I live. And um, that was predominantly made up of people who had identical accents to me. So nice. I guess if I grew up somewhere else the thing with England is you can travel like 15 minutes up the road at uh, 15 minutes half yeah. an hour uh, an hour up the road and your accent can be completely different uh, that's correct yeah so yeah I guess it all depends on um, who you're sort of around and what your parents speak like yeah, that's very interesting to know. Uh, look, you are from uh, Gloucestershire, right? And I know this area is pretty, like, beautiful and with lots of uh, fields and meadows. What are those, like, special places that you might have there where people might go? What are those? Yeah, so I, I believe we're quite lucky to have um, the Cotswolds on our doorstep. Um, we in the summer I often go on like bike rides around the country roads with my friends. Uh, 
there's like a there's a lake literally outside my house and it's sort of uh be- beautiful uh nature like that which sort of makes the Cotswolds um uh and it ultimately um makes your childhood to um to be honest with you because uh i know people who grow up in london or big cities yeah. don't have as great access to um especially when you think about covid in sort of lockdowns i was able to go out on my bike um when you're allowed to uh whereas people might have been unfortunate of especially if they don't have gardens which a lot of people don't if they live with uh in flats yeah yeah in urban areas yeah exactly what i experienced precisely with uh, when covid hit in 2020 living in an apartment in the city of melbourne that was like terrible so i bet yeah i i do understand what you mean that's very interesting yeah. uh right so uh the 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 words itself the word itself gloucestershire right so yeah. it's really hard to pronounce it's like worcestershire, worcestershire almost the same as yeah. the, the infamous worcestershire sauce you know so it's normally a cause of many jokes um have you heard foreigners say your county the wrong way yeah uh quite a few times to be fair <laughs> it's uh, so if I pronounce it Gloucestershire. Yeah. And obviously it's spelt with uh, an O and U, which you'd look at and you'd, if you weren't from Gloucestershire, maybe you'd look at it as like Gloucestershire. Yeah, you might. Even the Shire, so like Gloucestershire, whereas I normally pronounce it Gloucestershire. Yeah, yeah. So um, even, even in uh, sort of, parts of the uk people might not know especially young younger like people um growing up they might look at it um just the same way as sort yeah. of like a, an outsider would look at it but um that's right and yeah. like mispronounce yeah, yeah sometimes yeah. does it make you feel any like anything like upset or you, you don't really like it doesn't bother you if someone no, mis- mispronounces it. No, usually it's pretty inviting because it's sort of like you can tell they don't know much about the area if they uh, if they haven't pronounced it. So normally it's a good sign to yeah. sort of help someone out with um, some information, I guess. That's nice. That's that's nice. But um, this West Country accent that you normally would come across in the streets of um, Gloucestershire, right? Uh, is it very strong? Is it hard to understand? Uh, so it actually depends. So some people have a really, um, really strong accent. And to me, it would, it would uh, be quite a struggle to understand them. Um, <laughs> I yeah. mean, uh, I'd still be able to understand them, but it's sort of like odd words, um, especially if it's really strong. But um, most of the time... Uh, it's it's okay yeah it'll be fine but um yeah it it honestly ranges like the strength of the accent so uh, but it's never really been a an issue yeah i mean for you as a native speaker i think probably it's quite easy compared to you know people that don't have much experience and exposure to different accents that would probably pose a difficulty for them you know yeah yeah exactly so um I would find it 
um, a lot easier than, say, um, someone else would come in from another country. Um, I mean, there's there's also like um, it. You can get strong like Scouse accents, and yeah. people often struggle to um, understand that. But um, yeah, it, and obviously, like people from Gloucestershire, they they're gonna have a um, they're gonna find it a lot easier to understand. Yeah, that's right. Um, all right, that's that's good. That's nice to hear uh, about all of the um, differences in accents. Even in one um, county, you can have all of the different accents and you can be exposed to a variety of yeah, accents. Yeah, as I said, even going sort of an hour up to Birmingham from where I live is a uh, drastic change in an accent, yeah. but, um, yeah. which that's- I find funny because in Australia there's you can go up to Cairns from Melbourne and it will still be... Well, yeah. to me, it's the same accent. I don't know. More or less. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. There, there is a bit like more, like probably it's a bit heavier. Yeah. If you go up up north to Queensland, it yeah. will be a bit heavier, you know, what I mean, like with the sounds. But yeah, it's more or less the same. All the sounds exactly. are the same. Yeah. yeah. You don't have any like differences in bath or bath. And yeah. yeah, it's pretty standard. Yeah. Standard Australian pronunciation. Yeah. So talking about Australian people, actually. So. Uh, do you actually see lots of cultural differences between Brits and Australians, or are they um, very similar? So I've actually found I've seen a lot of similarities. Um, I've also seen a lot of a lot of uh, differences as well. So um, one of the um, differences I've seen is in sort of like trades workers, labourers. They yeah they seem to start at uh, early early morning hours and they'll work until sort of three four in the afternoon that's right so they get the rest of the day um whereas we typically start at sort of eight in the morning and finish at five yeah like um, a regular working day yeah exactly yeah <laughs> um which is uh which was different i didn't realize um that was a thing yeah yeah um, definitely and i've also found that's correlated to sort of how the rest like a lot I've seen a lot of people will be up early going out for like runs and stuff um which I think a massive factor is due to the warmth like yeah. in England yeah <laughs> early hours is cold everyone's sort of in bed they're like yeah oh, I don't want to get up till the sun's yeah, up but for sure yeah you, that's um that's another thing that I found um right yeah, that's that's interesting to notice. Different, definitely due to probably um, some climate differences. Very obvious climate differences. Yeah, uh, I'm not actually sure about the weather specifically in Gloucestershire because I've never been to that part of England. You know, I'm more of a, like a proper southern girl. Uh, as I used to live in Southampton and I went to Bournemouth and Brighton and all of those, you know, yeah. Portsmouth. So what's about uh, the weather? So typically the weather, it doesn't change drastically. Like yeah. uh, I found uh, I've traveled between Melbourne and Sydney and the weather, the, the, the differing weather is, um, it took me by surprise how sort of right. different it can be. Um but yeah, so if you go to, especially sort of southern uh, Cornwall areas such as um, Penzance, you'll yeah. find uh, it'll typically be warmer. Um, 
whereas uh, however you do get sort of coastal wind down there where we wouldn't get yeah for um, sure where i am so but uh where even where I live compared to up north, there's a yeah. It's a lot colder up north. Um, yeah, so, so it can change. It, yeah, so it can be a difference within like five degrees. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I see. But is it? Is it? Do you find it comfortable more or less compared to the southern parts where it's always stormy and blustery? Um, I don't know. That's a good question, actually. Yeah. Um, Normally, we normally people in England go to the south for holidays. That's just speaking from sort of like around my area. So yeah, maybe that's because it's more accessible. I don't know, but um, it sure normally is. it's nice. Uh, never, never like unbearable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good. It makes it good for the surf when it's uh, windy anyway. So yeah. yeah. Right. Very interesting. Yeah. Good to know. Um, so, Ed, let's talk about some lexical points. Yeah, shall we? I'm yeah. sure the people listening will be really interested in some typical slang words <laughs> you would use. Like, can you give us some example of something interesting? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as I was, yeah. So, obviously, depending on your generation, um, your slang might be sort of like different. Yeah, um, so absolutely. My, my slang will be different to my parents or grand, even grandparents' slang. So um, you've noticed that, right, while talking to them. Was there like some situation where you couldn't understand each other or no, something no, funny? No, no, no. You, no. you always understand. I mean, maybe when you're like young and <laughs> yeah, you don't understand what they're yeah, yeah. saying. But um, so for our generation... There's a lot of like street slang. So, um, a word I use a lot at home is like calm. Yeah. So, like a, uh, I don't know how you describe it, like a, um, so if I said to my friend, uh, should we meet at this time? And he replies, calm. That means, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that wow. Means, uh, yeah, that's fine. That's, that's so everything. funny. Like, so, like sound. Yeah. They, they sort of mean the same thing. So what I would say sounds good, right? Sounds good. The, yeah. yeah so, so you say calm. Calm, yeah. Calm. So as in like, uh, <laughs> wow. Like the storm went calm. Yeah. Right. But it's in a different sort of. It's in different context. Wow. Um, <laughs> another one is sort of a phrase. This one, but it's like, uh, what What are you saying? So it's yeah. like if you also if you said to your friend, uh, what are you saying later? Yeah. Uh, it's sort of meaning like, uh, what are you up to later? Um, but <laughs> also it can yeah. be used, um, when you greet them, if you say like, uh, oh, what are you, what are you saying? It means sort of like, how are you? How are like, you? Yeah. 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 What are you saying? Yeah. And these sort of, uh, slang words, um, sort of used with your mates. I wouldn't use them in like a formal situation. Um, yeah, no, for sure. No, yeah. It, it depends. You really have to know, right? You can't just learn, yeah. memorize some slang and use it everywhere. You really have to keep the the register clear because, um, yeah, it's important, right? You can't go to some meeting and tell people, yeah, what you saying? They'll take it literally, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, um, yeah, that's a good point. It's, um, I mean, that's 
Yeah, so it, it all depends on the context, really. Um, yeah. And also, it's uh, a lot of it's generational, so I wouldn't say it's a sort of uh, someone a lot older than me. I wouldn't go, oh, what are you saying? Like, yeah, so, yeah, that would be weird, yeah, right? Yeah, that yeah, would yeah, be weird uh, for them to hear that from yeah. you. So what would you say? Like, what so, would you say instead of using slang? Um, I'd say sort of like, what, what are you up to later? Or like, yeah. um, or if I was greeting them, I'd be like, uh, like how's it going? How are you? Yeah, Just that's sort of, right. Yeah, exactly. That just some um, neutral phrases. Exactly, yeah, you wouldn't yeah. use some um, modern slang to yeah, <laughs> throw them for, off. Like, yeah, save that for like your friends. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. I have another question for you, Ed, yeah. if you don't mind. So, what do you think personally of non-native speakers who are able to speak at a very, very advanced level, yeah. like English or any other language, you know, yeah. for that matter? Um. Yeah, so I would, uh, if someone sort of came up to me on the street yeah. uh, who was uh, not native to the country but had a high level of um, English speaking, I would assume that obviously they've got relatives living in a different country but they might have moved over from a young age and picked yeah. up an accent or picked up the language really well, um, especially if you've moved to uh, England in like early ages where you go to school yeah um, I think that's a breeding ground for accent there or like, for sure yeah, yeah. that's um, right okay but do you think it's like it's an easy thing to achieve I think the Eng English language uh, from um, an outsider's um, point of view who's given it to me before Yeah. Um, they've often said it's really hard to learn um, and I think it's just because of uh, the pronunciations but also yeah. how for example we use there so we've got there as in over there yeah uh, there as in their possessions right or, yeah um, and things like that and like where we are uh, things like that Um, which make it really hard, I think, to learn. But, um, yeah, I think also we're lucky enough, um, which I've noticed because right. I've, I've been out traveling for the past two months. I've been to sort of around Asia and I've met a lot of um, nationalities, including like Europeans, yeah. uh, such as like French, Spanish, Dutch, um, who have all, have all said um, how they have gone through like learning English and yeah. I mean, it's making me realize that we rely a lot on um, sort of other nations to learn English just to get around. Which, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's lucky for us. But, Very uh, lucky. It's, Indeed. It's probably not the best. It's, it doesn't give us the best like, uh, I don't know, view, I guess. Oh, you other, know, other countries. But. Personally, if you ask me, I, I, I don't, I don't mind because I love the sound of English, <laughs> British English. That's yeah. like I'm a fan, a true fan of it. So for me, that's not a problem. You know, yeah. <laughs> like not an issue. But I don't understand how. Like, but you can't really. You know, that that's the the thing. You can't really learn all of the languages and be able to speak with Spanish yeah. people their language, with French people yeah. speak French. It's not possible, right? Exactly. So, so I've I've met people. Who are French and 
they've asked me to slow down when I'm speaking to them or speak clearer. Um, and I've also met people who are really who have been in England yeah. for a while and they um, have learned a really high level of English. But there's certain things they can't pronounce. Or yeah. Even spellings, like one of the hardest things sure. to do, I think. But yeah. Um, that can definitely be yeah an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But I think one of the main factors with um, sort of other other languages in the UK is down to what school you go to. So I think. Okay. Um, if you do, so some schools require you to do a language throughout the whole of your time at school, um, and that can be sort of Spanish or French usually. Yeah. And if you're doing well at those, you can pick up another language like German. Um, wow. But a lot of the time, um, especially from my sort of experiences in my school, yeah, um, uh, people just didn't find it as interesting as other subjects, which right. I don't know if it was... Um, I don't know what it was down to, but um, yeah, yeah, making and sort of getting older has made me realise that I want to learn a language. It's actually, like you a do. Really, it's important. It's that would be fun. interesting. So yeah, yeah. I'll, I don't know. I'll have to choose which one, but yeah, um, which which one are you tilting towards? Uh, <laughs> I don't. I'd like Spanish is um, a language that would be quite cool to speak. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I don't know. I'm up for sort of giving any of them a try. To be fair, yeah. Um, but yeah, have you um, have you tried speaking any other languages other than English? Yeah, yeah, I do. My third language is Italian, and yeah. uh, I can't say that I'm very advanced. But when yeah. I go to Italy, I remember everything. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I can just talk freely. I can, you know. Yeah, I that's, that's sort feel of... feel good about myself, you know, not to be shy or, you know, like, so it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's sort of the aim, I think, um, just to sort of be able to get around because there's so many times, um, even in sort of like Thailand, where I would be in a taxi and I'd find myself in quite a sticky situation where yeah. they couldn't understand a thing. Um they didn't know where you wanted to go, and when you <laughs> when you wanted to borrow their phone, yeah. they didn't even like you wouldn't be able to. They didn't understand. Yeah, what you couldn't even explain. For. So yeah, you had to sort of like point, and it's just like, yeah, it just feels like you're relying on, on yeah. them a lot of the time. Yeah, that's frustrating, right? At some point, I yeah, I totally yeah. get it. Like, imagine all of the people that can't speak English at all. For them, they're like cut away, you know, cut off from the rest of the world except for their country of origin you know know. so that's That's, really sad i never really sort of noticed it like until i went outside of yeah europe really yeah um but yeah all right uh thank you so much ed uh for this nice conversation that we've had but i have one more question to ask so what would you like advise people learning English outside of the UK or any other English speaking country to do to improve their skills, especially speaking skills? Uh, my advice would be um, just to get into as many situations or like conversations as possible. Yeah. Um, because 
Uh, there's only so much you can do from picking up a textbook and reading it. Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, you could, that gets, that only gets you so far. Whereas, uh, talking to people, yeah. you pick up emotions, like how people react, um, sort of like, um, different vocabulary. Yeah, um, for sure. I, one of my friends, um, she was traveling, uh, through Thailand and right. she traveled with a group of French people and she nice. never spoken French before. And after traveling a month, she yeah. could almost speak perfectly. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it was really impressive, but I guess it's, it's also, um, personal differences. So yeah, some, for sure. some people might find reading a textbook and sort of like doing it that way is easier, especially if you, don't have as much confidence but my advice also would be is like what what are you going to lose from not talking to someone right um, yeah it's like it's, it's for your benefit you um so i would say even if you can just get online and uh, have a phone call with someone um maybe some simple um uh conversation starters such as like how how was your yeah. day which is um, That's really good leading questions because yeah. uh, brilliant idea. Yeah, I, I mean, it just opens an opportunity for them to sort of express how their day was in, uh, and just give detail, which um, which would be really helpful, I think. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think that's one of the most um, important things to do is just um, have conversations as many as possible. Um, which I think will really improve your English. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Ed. Yeah, thanks for uh, coming here and talking and hopefully it's been nice for you too. And yeah, it's been, uh, yeah, it's been a good experience. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you Ed. See you. Bye. Yeah, thank you, Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. This is a series of podcasts about the English language, accents and British culture. Stay tuned for more episodes with my future guests.